Time for the WJR Sportsbook? You bet. Sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, here's Sean Belegian and Jamie Edmonds. Well, so glad you could join us here on a Monday night. It is the WJR Sportsbook. Sean Belegian sitting in for Steve Courtney, who is taking a well-deserved vacation. Uh, it is indeed an honor to be joined by WDIV, to quote the late, great George Kell, Jamie Edmonds. Hi, Jamie. Hi, how are you? Tremendous. It's great to see you. This is fun. We're going to have a fun hour. Yes, yes, and it's going to start, like, immediately as well. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not sure if people know this, but, uh, Blake, did did you know that Hard Knox is in town? Were you, I, I've heard some things. Yeah, did, were you... It is unbelievable, like, the excitement in this town, and for good reason. I mean, you want to talk about an entity that has made a cultural impact. I mean, this has been a cultural phenomenon, and right out of the gate, kindly joining us here on the Sportsbook, the assistant director for HBO's Hard Knocks. Uh, let's say hello to Pat Harris. And first of all, Pat, thank you so much for taking the time tonight. How are you? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Pat, this is, I think you know this better than anybody. I don't think this is an overstatement in any way, shape, or form. Hard Knocks has become a cultural phenomenon. I, I, do you ever sit back and go, wow, we didn't think it'd be this big? Oh, I mean, no question. I feel like every time every time the season ends, you know, we go about our normal jobs back in NFL films, and then once things start to ramp up again, I think we all kind of take a step back and realize just the attention that you know, it garners from us, but also just everybody else. It's We're reminded of, I think, every year once things start to ramp up uh, around June. I know everyone in town here is so pumped to see Dan Campbell. When you guys got onto campus there in Allen Park and you started talking to him, did you immediately know, oh, this guy's going to be a star? No question. I think once he he talks and you listen, regardless of what he's saying, um, I think everybody that's around him would say that, and our crew has definitely um, gotten that same you know feeling from him. So he has had high expectations, and he has more than delivered on those. Pat Harris, the assistant director of HBO's Hard Knocks, kindly joining us here on the Sportsbook. Uh, don't forget, it premieres tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, and you can stream it, HBO Max, uh, after that premiere. P- Pat, explain to us how this all works out. When do you guys get into town? When do the conversations start with, whether it be Brad Holmes or Dan Campbell? Kind of give us the background on how this all gets going. So I think there's a lot of conversations that obviously I'm not privy to that I think start between our president, Ross Kettover, uh, different owners, uh, presidents, you know, Rod Wood, I think was a big uh, proponent um, with just, I think, keeping the dialogue open uh, with Ross as, as this happened right around owners meeting, I think is when conversations typically pick up. And then we knew fairly early um, that, you know, the Lions wanted to do it and we were very excited to get the Lions. So, I mean, typically it, it kind of varies each year of, how soon we know, but once we knew, I would say in sometime in May, um, by June, you know, we were starting to come on scouts and check out the facility. We were getting, you know, we have all of our robotics cameras. So we were starting to scout out where those were going to go just getting to know the people. Um, so I think that was, was really early in June and it's kind of crazy that every year it sneaks up on you. Um, just because we are obviously very busy in the off season. Um, but once it kind of gets going, it just, it happens. It moves quick. There's, there's so many moving parts to it. Um, that sometimes, you know, you, you get lost a little bit of just what's happening and what needs to, to happen to kind of make it happen. 
I was there day one of the opening day of training camp and I saw all your crews. Well, I saw some crews. So my question is, how many people are working on this? How many crews are there? How many cameras are there? So we have at practice, we have uh, five crews that feature camera operator, sound person, and then basically a PA with them. Then on top of that, we have two other cameras that are uh, kind of off to the side a little bit. One's high up in the air. Um, and then the other one's kind of off in the corner. And then we have just usually like a roaming camera there. So, you know, most practices we have eight cameras going. Um, we'll mic up anywhere between, you know, six to ten guys at practice, uh, every practice. Um, so I would say our crew is about 35 in total. Um, some of us are out here for the entire, you know, six to seven weeks. Um, some of the operators kind of come in for two weeks, three weeks, um, and we'll kind of swap them out just to continue to get, you know, fresh perspectives on everything. Pat Harris, assistant director of HBO's Hard Knocks, kindly joining us. Of course, uh, the show premieres tomorrow uh, right here in the D. Pat, I, how many years have you been a part of this? Have you been a part of this since the very beginning? I have not. Um, so this is actually my seventh year. Okay. So I, eight, I guess, counting. I started on Atlanta uh, working back in NFL Films, but I've been directing um, since Houston. Took a little break last year. Um, but no, I've, I've been out in the field for seven seasons now. We have a few people on our crew that, that have been there from, from day one. Uh, we've kind of gone back and forth. We don't know exactly. I think it's 20 years, but it hasn't been 20 episodes, 20 seasons. So we all had a laugh in our first meeting as everybody's introducing themselves. And some of the older guys were, were trying to figure out how long they've been here. But there's definitely a handful of um, camera and sound operators that have been here you know, since the beginning, since the Ravens. You know, that's the reason I asked that question is because I, from your perspective, are guys acting differently when the cameras are rolling? That was going to be my question. I'm sorry, Jamie. day one, there were a lot of smiling faces. Have you have, definitely... Go ahead. I haven't... You don't... You notice the guy... There's always a couple, couple guys that, you know, are, are, are very aware of it. Every team has them. But I would say for the most part, and I've even noticed since I've been doing it, guys are so accustomed to cameras being around them now, um, whether it's been college shows that they've done. You know, Michigan did an all-or-nothing show, so obviously Aiden's familiar with, with that stuff. So I think guys are more just comfortable with cameras being around them. And I think even just the social media world has kind of blown up in the last few years from that perspective where at first it was kind of, you know, foreign. Even with us, we didn't have a social media presence, you know, when I first started, and that kind of evolved the first few years. So I would say for the most part, especially – this team, I think they're very receptive to us being there and very comfortable with us around, which is great. Has kind of been the vibe from day one. Um, and I think it, you know, starting at the top, you know, with Jared's obviously very familiar with us. Michael Brockers is familiar with us. So I think having leaders that know us as people and also as the show, I think that trickles down to the rest of the team. So you don't get as many guys, you know, hamming it up to the camera. You guys are doing such a good job of teasing this. I think all the little trailers that are coming up has got everyone so pumped how about Jamal Williams and his speech? I saw oh. that on Twitter today. It was it was awesome. I think we kind of I think Jamal kind of surprised a lot of us that you know he has such a, a big personality and we you know listen to some of the wires that he had from the Lions last year. We you know we see him on social media and TikTok. I don't think many of us were expecting you know to for him to be the leader that he's really shown you know from early on in camp. So I think we've heard that speech plenty of times. I still get chills when you hear it, and you can just feel the genuine emotion that he has i think that's that's why this show is is awesome because we capture some of those special moments that you don't often get in you know a press conference or something like that so it it was an awesome you know like i said we still love watching it even you know probably five six seven times now that we've all seen it 
Well, I'm going to toss you the softball. You crush it. Tell everybody how they can check in tomorrow night and where they can find Hard Knocks uh, over the next few weeks. So it will be on HBO at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Then you can also get it on HBO Max. It will be streaming right at 10 o'clock. So it's – so, yeah, no, it's it's very – it's an awesome episode, you know. We've seen it a bunch of times. I think it's nice now, and it's different for us as we track, you know, numbers of the streaming world and everything. But I think it, it's a great opportunity for people to be able to watch it when they're available. You know, great, it, it great stuff. Yeah, no doubt, Pat. If it's anything like your previous season, I mean, there's a reason you guys have 579 Emmys. I believe that's it's the so number. Good, right? It's so good. I roughly, can't yeah, wait. Roughly. Great stuff. Pat, really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for coming to Detroit. Hope you enjoy your time here and can't wait to watch this. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Now, very excited. Detroit's been awesome so far, so looking forward to the next couple weeks, next few episodes. All right. Pat Harris, assistant director of HBO's Hard Knocks. Again, premieres tomorrow night, 10 o'clock. You can stream it off of HBO Max, and I will uh, definitely piggyback on what you said, Jamie. That video of Jamal Williams was awesome. I mean, that he was gets great. emotional when yes. he's trying to get his guys all riled up. And I just think this is going to be an easy team to root for. Does it equate to more than three wins? Remains to be seen. But, you know, I like a lot of these people. No doubt about that. Uh, she is Jamie Edmonds, of course, from WDIV. And we can see here at 760 WJR as well. I'm Sean Belegian sitting in for Steve Courtney. We're going to talk hard knocks. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I'm looking at you, Blake. What are you looking <laughs> forward to uh, with hard knocks here in Detroit? Glad you could join us. It is the WJR Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here's Sean Belegian and Jamie Edmonds. So glad you could join us. What a... Fantastic show. Uh, Pat Harris was a fantastic guest. Uh, Jamie, I'm glad our minds were on the same uh, wavelength because, you know, years ago when I was out at at camp, like every day, I kind of thought to myself, all right, I know what camp is and I know what camp isn't. And some of the times, not all of the seasons, but some of the seasons you could tell, all right, these guys know their cameras on. They're acting differently. I know they're on. But, more often than not, it, it to me, and I'm interested to hear what you think, it's a very accurate, accurate representation of what camp is. I think probably when the cameras first get there and they first report to camp, it's kind of like maybe a little performative. But then after a while, they got to focus on these schemes, a new offensive coordinator, and they probably forget about the camera. Sure. That would be my guess. And then some people have experience like Jared Goff. Yeah. That it's I can't wait to watch it from our perspective because, you know, I've heard people say, well, why aren't the Lions on hard knocks? Why aren't the Lions on hard knocks? I don't think they had the personalities before. Could could Excuse you imagine me, Matt Patricia on right. hard knocks? No thanks. The previous regime? No. Uh, no. Uh, but uh, you know what? I want to ask the young one, uh, Blake. Of course, our fine producer here, uh, Blake. This is huge with the youngsters i know my 22 year old son absolutely loves this show what are you most looking forward to uh so from i've talked about this actually with matt on sports rap on friday nights a few times and the biggest thing is i want to see how they make the city look detroit like the b-roll all that kind of stuff 
because some of the stuff that's been in the city has not shown Detroit in the best light. So I'm excited to see how they show off the area around Ford Field and all these areas that have kind of been built up. Show the city in a good light, hopefully. That's all I'm hoping for. And obviously I want to see like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Dan Campbell's going to be a star. We already know that. But just that kind of stuff behind the scenes. It'll be really cool. I'm excited for it. And, and Jamie, even for you know somebody like you who's been out there so many times o- over the years and you're still out there, obviously, is there anything in particular that you're just kind of going, eh, this will be pretty cool to see? I'm excited for the behind the scenes stuff too, because you know, when you're a media person, you check in and you walk on the outside around to the back, you watch them from pretty far away. You can only shoot for 10 minutes. So seeing like the inner workings of the weight room and the rooms where they watch film and stuff like that, I think will be really interesting since I've seen it sort of on the periphery. Yeah. This town, I will tell anybody uh, from elsewhere, this town loves its football. I mean, football is absolutely king, positively king. It is. I mean, there's no disrespect to Hockey Town, no disrespect to Comerica Park. I can see it just over my left shoulder. No disrespect to the Pistons. Football is king in this town. And you think of all the struggles that the Lions have had. But my goodness, when that calendar turns to August 1, mm-hmm. everybody's ready. And all of a sudden, optimism springs eternal with this team. You're in, you're out. Every single year. 18,000 people went to Family Fest to watch them practice. So people are really excited for the Lions. There's optimism because it's year two of the Dan Campbell era. And I talked to the um, assistant director just off, off air here, talking to him about something maybe for television. And he was saying that we want to talk to all you guys here in Detroit because they don't get this when they're in these bigger markets that don't care as much about their football team. This town cares about the Lions, and I think their ratings for this show are going to be through the roof. Oh, through the roof. Especially when when word gets out about Dan Campbell. And, and if you remember, there were some wiseacres that said, I can't believe this Dan Campbell's a head coach. And, it, you know, last year before things got – I know, I feel the exact – I wish you guys could see the look that Jamie just gave me. I, I, I would just put that, like, on a tweet and go, yes, to all you people it's out of Detroit. It's a Detroit yeah. thing. Get yeah. out of here. You don't get it. I I think that people are going to fall in love with Dan Campbell all over the nation. I really do. I agree. And now I think people are going to like the Lions so much and then look for them on prime time and not find them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Which sad. is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but this team seems like it's heading in the right direction. And usually, like, that season after Hard Knocks, if that team's popular, you'll start seeing them get, like, those prime time games and maybe one or two, hopefully. You know the thing that I like, it, like Brad Holmes is playing the long game. He's got the extra draft picks. Don't forget, we still have an extra number one next year. Yeah, and we don't know how Stafford's going to do this year with that little elbow. So you know, I don't like to root against people. No, but if you want to sit out eight to ten weeks, you can sit out, Matthew. You need to. He doesn't. That's not his in his makeup. No, is it, it isn't no. at all. It isn't at all. But no, you know, I think in the past. People came in here and thought, well, I can fix this and I can fix this and and we can make this a quick fix. It, it, this wasn't a quick fix. This wasn't. And and so I like the fact that they're playing the long game, starting with the culture, and then let's start to build up that talent. Well, think about like the last year of Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. They drafted because they were trying to save themselves. And so they didn't draft for the long haul. So they were even behind the eight ball a little bit more when Brad Holmes came in. So 
Right now, optimism is high. He's done nothing to show us otherwise. So let's go. Yeah, that's exactly the way I feel. No doubt about it. She's Jamie Edmonds. I'm Sean Belegian. Sitting in for Steve Courtney tonight, it is the WJR Sportsbook. And once again, Hard Knocks tomorrow night, 10 o'clock. You can stream it uh, for all the little babies out there like me who try to be in bed by 930 every night. I'll be streaming yeah, it after the morning show fact. thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that so. morning show gets in the way of you're me. You're not going to watch till the next day. Yeah, I'm going to watch it the next day. Oh, you're yeah. going to be in a bubble. I know I am. All right, good yeah. luck. So, Sean, the way you're talking, it sounds like you like the over six and a half for the win total this year. If I were a betting man, and I'm not really you know, and truly, I, yeah, me I, either. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes, I would take the over. I wouldn't take much over. I think it's in that area. Um, since this is the sports book, I, I guess I have to place my like bet Like their down. ceiling's probably eight, right? Uh, I've been stuck on seven when you play the little wacky zany schedule game. Mm-hmm. I've been stuck on seven. Um, you know, with some games that, listen, the Bears are terrible. Terrible. That should be two wins, right? Lord, forgive me for saying that out loud. You better loud. knock on wood or I, something. Right? Jeez, for mocha? <laughs> something like that. But, um, no, really, I, I I don't think it's that out of the question. No, I, I, I don't either. I just don't at all. I say Bears, yes. Two wins. Seven wins? Is that asking too much? I don't, right? It's not asking too much. I, do you think people would be happy with that? Yeah. That's. The I would hope After so. After three wins last year? I would hope so. I just, listen, I think there are enough people, and I know this from having some conversations on this very day with people on Twitter. I think with all the suffering Lion fans have had, people want their cake and they want it right now. And and it's like, don't do that. We have a general manager who's playing the long game who wants to have some, you know, sustainability there. And, and for once, I, like, I get it. It's like, Wow. He's building a team. He's actually building a team. And, and the trenches. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been saying it for two years. You know this. I mean, yeah. when Darren and I were doing the show, I got a big circle around 2023. I really do. Let's let's see where they're at next year. This year's going to be a year of progress because I'm with you, Jamie. Three wins, I'd be drop-dead shocked. I'd be yeah. drop-dead shocked. They, they're, they've they done a good job of getting the talent certainly to a level greater than it was last year, but there's more work to do, and I'm fine with that. I really am. If they can flip some of those wacky games that they lost last year, then then you get your seven. Are we at where Steve Courtney usually – he said he's got like two pro bowlers on this team. I don't know if we're there, but – you can't just, take anything you gotta that have progress with a, you know, you just can't take it serious. <laughs> I'm like, pro ball? Well, the Ravens aren't on the schedule, so we, we won't see a 95-yard field goal beat us this yeah. year. So that, Maybe there's something wacky we've never seen before because that happens only to the But line. like a team Isn't like Cincy from last year that went from three wins to, you know. So there's like, I think that teams like that give Lions fans hope, though, too. Yeah. You see a a franchise like the Bengals do what they did, then it's like, oh, maybe we can do that. Can we have nice things? That's the question. You know, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. <laughs> right. That's the problem. Yeah, may, <laughs> might, might help a little bit. Might help a little bit. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Tigers. What a wacky, zany weekend down at Comerica Park in so many different ways. ESPN, as a matter of fact, just this afternoon came out with like their latest farm system ranking as well. It's not good news, folks. So if you like bad news, (laughs) stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll have it for you right here on 760 WJR.
Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here's Sean Belegian okay. and Jamie Edmonds. I jumped the gun. Sorry about that. Hi. Glad you could join us. WJR Sportsbook here on a Monday night. Uh, listen, even if you were one of those people who had uh, questions about Al Avila and the direction of this team, Jamie, I don't think anybody saw this coming. I don't think no. anybody saw this coming. No. We've talked about this a lot on this show with Steve. Like, I was so hopeful because I went to spring training this year, and I was hopeful. So I guess I was definitely wrong. Yeah, well, I think everybody was, right? Even some people, yours truly, that have questioned Al in the past few years. I thought, especially with the added playoff teams, that at least they could be in the conversation. I wasn't getting ready to order my playoff tickets again, but at least they'd be in the conversation. And this is one of those things, and you see it in sports all the time. It isn't one thing. It isn't the other thing. It's kind of everything. It's It's just one of those years. Yeah, it's not raining. It's pouring over there. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that Avila's picking these people who are injury-prone or you should have known, you know, when they got the starter, Eduardo Rodriguez, I was excited. Look what happened there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the Javi Baez is not Correa, but he was still like a big get. They spent a lot of money. And what are they, 22 games under? It's incredible. It, it, it really, and you know what? Again, this is one of those things, and we teased this before we went to the break. Um, I think one of the things that people have said in the last couple years is, yeah, but what about our farm system? Well, this just in. The farm system now, according to ESPN's farm system ranking, has dropped to number 24 in baseball. And part of the reason it's dropped to number 24 is, of course, the quote-unquote high-end guys that are here uh, aren't part of the farm system anymore. Now, unfortunately, they are part of the 43 and 67 ball club. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to say. It's I so know. upsetting. It's it's at one time we had the one of the best farm systems. Yeah. Yeah. Not that long ago. And yeah. uh, by the way, for the record, I'm not one of those people and Blake, I hope that you're not. I'm not saying it's never going to happen for Torque. I'm not saying it's never going to happen for Riley Green. It was great to see Matt Manning go out and pitch the way that he did with all the ups and downs that he's had and you know, obviously we have to wait on Casey Mize. I think one of the things in our town, and I'm sure you've seen this over the years, uh, Jamie, is I think people want to have that quick hook. If something isn't working, okay, this isn't working. This guy's a bust. We got to get him out of here. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Well, I was just talking about this with my husband, um, Dave Dombrowski. People were like running him out of town, and I thought he was a good general manager. You I'm have ups you and downs there. in teams. I mean, in uh, yeah, in teams. I, I just didn't think he should have left the way people really wanted him out of here. And what did he do? He went to Boston won again. And he's turning Philly around as we speak as well. I, I Boy, I, we've never had this conversation. I am a huge Dombrowski guy. Look at some of those deals that he made. And everybody said, you can't trade Jacob Turner. He's a can't-miss prospect. How'd that deal work out? It was Brantley and Turner. Remember, they got Omar and Annie Bell Sanchez, who was phenomenal his yeah. first couple of years here. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I sit back and, you know, he he made a lot of those moves that at the time I think people were like, what are you doing, Dave? 
But boy, did they end up turning around. This weekend was one of those weekends where, and, and Jamie, I don't know if you were down there for work on Saturday. I went down there on Friday night. And number one, it was, I mean, 3,000 degrees with 5 billion percent humidity, right? 40,000 of your closest friends. Yes. It was just, it was just one of those. And then Friday night, unfortunately, they blow that game. And then Saturday for Lou Whitaker was just awesome, you know, to get the win and to finally put that number one up on the wall. Just a, a wonderful, wonderful day. I thought it was great. He lived up to his name yet again with his speech, sweet Lou. Um, they were supposed to do this two years ago in 2020, mm-hmm. and I'm glad they waited because he deserved to have 40,000 people saying Lou, in yeah, my opinion. No, 100%. He, he was one of those guys that I'm showing my age here, young Blake. Let me tell you about Lou Whitaker. No, I mean, honestly, he was, I think everybody thinks about Tram and Lou, but my man got some big hits in the course of his career as well. And, the one thing I remember about the 84 playoffs is it just seemed every game uh, Lou got on base and somebody knocked him in. You know, it just seemed like every game that worked out. And, you know, as a kid, you, you think about that. But uh, a guy that Jamie, without question, when you look at some of the other guys in the Hall of Fame, his it's, name belongs there too. Why has it taken this long for him? I don't understand that. I really do not. I don't get it at all. I've done stories on this. His numbers are better than some people in the Hall of Fame. Yep. So what are we doing? I don't I don't I don't get Can it. Can we get someone on the phone? The baseball <laughs> hall of fame is the weird. It's just so weird. Get it. Come on, you're the producer. Get get Cooperstone on the phone right yeah, now. Let me Come let on. me shoot out a couple of texts. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Cooperstone, are you there? Um and then, well, yesterday, uh, the Tigers had this wonderful feeling and they had a nice win and then yesterday. I mean, the, the positive out of yesterday, as I mentioned, Matt Manning, it was great that he pitched the way he did. Longest of his career, right? Mm-hmm. Seven innings. He looked fantastic. So there's a positive thing. And he left that team in a great position. And it was scoreless into the ninth inning. And then uh, Mr. Walk decided he'd show up like on Friday night. There are 13 walks, by the way, on Friday. Did we mention that? That's 13 ridiculous. walks. Baker's I, dozen. How do you do that, right? <laughs> and Did I mention how hot it was? And, and then uh, Mr. Soto decided he wanted to get in the mix yesterday. Just in, You know, it's one of those things I don't know about you. I I don't want to see any more train wrecks. You know, you hear people say, well, I, I left it on. I like watching the train. I don't want any no. more train wrecks. I turned it off. What a long history of trying to get the right closer into this town. I mean, it's been – Dombrowski tried too, mm-hmm. speaking of him. He did. And it didn't go so well. But I did read an article from our friend Chris McCoskey in the Detroit News, and he was saying that it uh, Sunday was terrible. But if you look at the guy's numbers, he's got 20 saves. Mm-hmm. And he's only allowed multiple runs three times in 40 outings. But why does it feel so bad? <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, um, remember Papa Grande, Jose Valverde. Yes. Jose Valverde didn't blow a save in 2011. But every game, I I honestly had a bib on because I was afraid (laughs) I was going to. It was scary. Every game. It was incredible. Blake, you're old enough to remember that. No, I mean, but that's like, that's fun. This isn't fun. No. No, no so Sunday wasn't fun, and he does make things very interesting a lot, but his numbers aren't terrible when you no. write it down. No, they're not. They're, they're not. I but mean, should they make a change? I mean, they should make a change at GM, but 
Yeah. Oh, oh. They should make a change in a lot of I was of talking places. a closer, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> Can, all right. Since you brought it up, there, there's the elephant in the room. Good job. He can't survive past this season, right? There's there's a reason why they like didn't let him make any like big trades. I, I right? can't. I, would, I agree. I think that his hands were tied. And he gets fleeced in every trade he makes, but still. Well, it was, you know, a guy that has had his ear to the pavement for a long time, Lynn Henning. Yeah. Uh, Lynn Henning was even saying, I, I can't see how a guy, you know, isn't, shown the door and I'm not even saying shown the door in regards to leaving the franchise because there might be a job for Al elsewhere and by all accounts Al is a really nice guy I was just gonna say when you like the person it's so hard it's tough isn't it yeah yeah it's um but it's a business it's it a is business. yeah you, you have to remember that you know maybe there's a job elsewhere for him but I I can't Jamie I I, I can't see him surviving this. well this is seven years mm-hmm. of this rebuild the farm system now has gone downhill and they're, what is it, 24 games mm-hmm. under? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see it Mm-mm. happening either. And the fact, like Blake said, that Tarek Skubal stayed, Joe Jimenez stayed, I think that's telling. Well, and it goes back to what you were Chafin. saying earlier, Sean. Uh-huh. Like, we're not pulling the plug too early. It's been seven years. No, that's exactly it. We know what he is at this point. I think this is one man's opinion, and I know you and I have talked about this on a different show, Blake, so I'll, I'll you know, share this thought with Jamie, in my opinion, I think a lot of us looked past what he didn't get for J.D. Martinez, what he didn't get for Justin Verlander, what he didn't get for fill-in-the-blank, and just said, well, we've got Mize and Scooble mm-hmm. and Green and Torkelson, and that's going to be okay. We so desperately wanted it to turn, you know, wanted to turn that page that we kind of looked the other way when there were some warning signs there. There were. There yeah. were some warning signs there. The future was so bright mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, this return for Justin Verlander doesn't feel right, but mm, it'll be fine. Yeah. And now that the the future isn't so bright, now you go back and you think, what could we go to what could have we gotten? Yep. I'm trying to say it the right way. I messed up. No. Pregnancy I, brain. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in this division. I'm sorry. Nobody's running away in this division. The White Sox haven't been the team that we all thought. Right. On opening day, remember, we were all like, Ugh. Oh, they're so good. Look at this lineup. But last year was only the start. No, The Twins aren't running away with it. The Indians aren't. They're a the Guardians aren't running away with it. You got yeah. Lasorda falling asleep on the bench. Oh, it's <laughs> boy. They. I, I have a buddy who lives in Chicago. They they hammer Larusa almost on oh, a yeah, daily basis. Not, well, you know I got what I you're mean. saying. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I, with that lineup though, right? That that they should be running away with this they division. They should be. You know, you never know what happens though, because I I always go back to 2012 when the Tigers went to the World Series. I think people forget that is a team that kind of meandered the whole year. And then at the end, they kind of pulled ahead of the White Sox. And then, boy, when the playoffs hit, they looked like a different team that until the World so Series. That was so fun. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I was working in Flint at that time, and I was covering the team. <laughs> the World Series didn't go as we thought it would no, go. No, But it was still a fun ride. It, it absolutely it was. No, Anytime you can smoke the Yankees in the playoffs, and we were fortunate. We saw that a few times. 06, uh, taking care of business and eliminating them at home. Uh, that makes for a fun time and then that darn world series the one that haunts me though sorry to go off in 2013 that team that pitching staff how did we not win it all how justin scherzer it's sister same. right it, yes what, what just, were the other ones it was 
Um, Price came the next year. Scherzer, uh, Verlander, uh, Porcello. Oh, Porcello. It was I, how how on earth you know? But yeah. that was the big poppy. That was the yeah. big poppy. You got it. That was that was the <laughs> yeah. big poppy. Yeah. Game two. Oh yeah yeah. All right, let's talk about some happy things. Uh, I'm a big college football fan. I know, Blake, you are, Jamie, big college fan? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was going to make a joke about the Pitt Panthers, but you told me the whole family went to My Pitt. My whole family not went you. to Pitt, but not me. All right. no. Rooting interest at all for Pitt? Yeah, I have a soft spot okay. in my heart for Pitt. All right. Well, they made the list as well. What list am I talking about? Well, we'll tell you when we come back. Final segment of the show. It is the WJR Sportsbook. She's Jamie Edmonds from WDIV. I'm Sean Belege and Blake along with us here on 760 WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here's Sean Belegian and Jamie Edmonds. Blake says to me during the break, I have some grill advice. <laughs> Okay. No, he'd like grill advice. Yeah, please? Absolutely. I'd love to talk grill. Well, I... Just, you don't have to do it now. I Well, if you want, I can just give you the question before I give you the question. I need to buy a grill. I just bought a house. I need a grill. Okay. So I just need to know what to get. Piece of cake. <laughs> uh, yet, Jamie, uh, if you ever want... I don't know if you like smoked meats or anything... Give I, me a holler. I could do a smoked meat, right, but I'll I'm t- not obsessed like it seems like you guys are. I'll... I'll I am. I'm not, yeah, I, I, I am. Yeah, that's. Uh, now we have a couple big barbecues. Blake, you've been over. We've we've uh, the best. My, and I go home with so much food every time. My buddies and I, uh, we we uh, get together and we uh, we cook for a hundred. There's no other way to say it. Just like cool. Yeah, it's just one of the fun well, things. I'm that we available do. for a barbecue anytime. You let me know. <laughs> you know, especially when your bundle of joy comes. I'll make home delivery. I got no problem with that. Okay. You kidding me? You heard it here, uh, No problem at all. Twist my arm. Oh, no, I have to cook in my backyard. Darn. Um, coach's poll came out today. I can't tell you how excited I am uh, for college football. I'm excited for the Lions. As I mentioned earlier, I'll use the line again. Like, that calendar turns to August 1, and you can smell the pigskin in the air. I mean, there's there's just an excitement with it. And in case people did not see it, uh, Alabama, number one with 54 first-place votes in the coaches' poll. Ohio State, number two. Uh, Georgia, number three. Clemson, number four. Notre Dame, number five. Coming in at six, the University of Michigan. (laughs) Now, if you're wondering where Michigan State is, number 14 for Mel Tucker, and the green and white. Uh, Jamie, this is for you. Pit at 16. Thank you. There you go. Appreciate got, it. I I'll call my dad. I threw that in there for you. <laughs> uh, no, this is, uh, this is going to be a fun season because I, I think last year both teams overexceeded. I don't think people saw what Michigan did happening. Uh, not that they thought they were going to be bad. And for Mel Tucker, it was like, oh, okay. What are you? Are are you an eight and four team? Are you a seven and five team? And now the E word comes into play this year. There are expectations for both teams, and I I think it's pretty cool. I like it. I like what Jim Harbaugh said at Big Ten Media Days. What are the goals to beat Michigan State and Ohio State same year? Go to the college football playoff and win. I like it. That's the goal. Yep. That's, Don't sugarcoat it. Nope. 
That's exact. That and it's funny because I, I know that in recent years we've kind of gotten into it, and Blake, you and I have done that because we sit on opposite sides of the fence. I wear a green hat, and he wears that blue hat. <laughs> um, but y- you know what? We we go back and forth about it. But the reality is, you have to look at the other guy and go, "Mo, oh, you got it going on." And and I I think that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it's fun. I, the rival. Like a good, healthy rivalry is fun. You want both sides to be good. You want both sides to win right. every so often. So it's actually a rivalry, unlike what Michigan has been with like Ohio State over the last like 10 years until last year. You yeah. want it to be like it was last year when they met up. I think they were both undefeated at the time, college game days there. You want that. It, yeah. it, it's That's beautiful to me. Absolutely. It's, it always reminds me of Duke and North Carolina in basketball. Doesn't it seem like whenever they get together, much of the chagrin of everybody outside of Tobacco Road, it's almost like the college world stops and ESPN has to do wall-to-wall coverage (laughs) of Duke and North Carolina. You know what? I want that. I do. It makes me interested yes. when I'm usually not watching North Carolina. Yes. Or I, I, yeah. I, and, and there's no reason why Michigan, Michigan State can't be that. On, on yeah. a college football Saturday, to have game day there, to have everybody talking about, oh, this is great. I Michigan- want my emotions in it. Yes. I want to be emotional about it. I don't want to have to be, like, realistic. I want to be mad or sad. I want my heart ripped out by Michigan football again. That's what I want. <laughs> But was your heart ripped out? Aren't you proud last of year, them? Last year when they lost MSU, oh, yeah, I was, I mean, I was gutted. True, but then they went to the college football yeah, playoff. Yeah, and, and like, the Ohio, I, I, my fiance would say I did. I borderline shed tears after the Ohio oh State my game. Word. I was that happy. If I you were there, not. you would have been on that field. I uh, Probably not. That's not my, that's not oh, my okay. right. You're not run on the field guy? No. I'm also like I'd rather watch the games at home by myself, like totally secluded, zone locked in. I know a guy like that. <laughs> I know. You know what? Uh, 2013 in particular, because it had, it had been so long. It was 1987. Like when they beat Ohio State, you had that moment where you're like, I can't believe this just happened. I mean, they yeah. beat, and then it was like, okay, um, let me get on the computer. Flights to Pasadena on December 20th. I did immediately. It was like, okay, I mean, I'm not missing that because from a Michigan State standpoint, who knows when they're going to be back, right? right? right. And, and yes, they won the Big Ten a couple years later, but that's when the Rose Bowl was still the Rose Bowl. It yeah. was still a big deal, and there was no way in Hades I was missing that. That was my first year here in town. And oh, that was, was it really? a fun ride. Oh, gosh, yeah. that was so much fun. Well, here's my football. question. Okay, so right. Michigan is now six. Mm-hmm. They went to the college football playoff last year. Mm-hmm. What pieces have they added riding that momentum of last season, do you think? You have to fill a very big hole on your defensive line. and Yeah. I mean, that that's first and foremost. And I, I think for anybody, and this is for you, Blake, I'm not trying to be a wiseacre when I say mm-hmm. this, 1957 just called. They want the word wiseacre back, by the way. I don't know where that came from. But um, you're hoping at this point in time that somebody can replace Aiden. And that's all it is. It's hope because yeah. that really what that's a special player. Or it, defensive end by committee would be fine, too. Yeah. The, the great thing about Michigan's schedule this year is it's mind-numbingly easy until the Michigan State game. So they have time. 
They have like six games to figure stuff out before then they really have to figure it out. But then you're not really tested until you get Well, they're, like their schedule is so easy this yeah. year. It's stupid. Do you worry about going to Iowa? I always worry about going if to Iowa. If it's a night game, it's a loss. I always <laughs> worry about there's something. TBD. The wave, the whole nine. That's yeah. what you have to worry. See, Jamie's picking up on what we're feeding off. I mean, that yeah. that's you have to worry. The, the pink locker room. The night, Kinnick, everything about it, you have to worry about Iowa. They'll wear the alternate jerseys for the first time in, like, five years. They just do weird stuff. I mean, I get that Ference is, like, the ultimate bridesmaid in the Big Ten. He has been, but you have to give the guy his due. He's had some darn good teams, and he's had some pretty big wins in his time. The man's obviously doing something right, especially with all the guys that he's graduating but, no, I mean, Jamie, to your point, if somebody's talking about replacing, uh, I don't want to use the term generational, but for lack of better term, I'm going to say it, generational player, you don't just replace somebody like that. You hope that some pieces can help fill the void. Right. You know, but they still have weapons. I mean, offensively, I think that Andrell Anthony kid, I think oh, he's, he's just... A- Fast, fast, dude. He's just scraping the surface, too. He's still a young guy, Mm -hmm. so they're going to have some weapons. Can I ask you guys a non-local coaches poll question? Sure. USC, Miami, Texas, all in the top 20. Who's back this year? If you have to pick one. You're stealing a radio bit of mine from about 10 years ago. (laughs) I used to play this bat game. I'm not not joking. Um, You know what? I'm going to say the Canes. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Canes, I, because they got a guy there that gets the Canes. I'm gonna eat those words. I'm convinced of it, but I'm I'm gonna say the Canes. I think it's gonna take some time for Riley out at USC and yeah. Texas is yeah. Texas. That's new. Yeah, I, I, I'll go. I'll say the same. Okay. You? I think USC is gonna be like they're gonna score a hundred points a game. I just don't know if they'll be able to stop anyone. Their transfers that they've been getting in on offense. So it's are the rich ride awesome. era. Yeah, but I I would agree. I think Miami like is they could win the ACC this year. Completely. Well, talk about an early schedule, easy schedule. Miami has it. Yeah. Well, so. they deserve it after their schedule from last year. They played three non-conference like Power Five teams, mm. including MSU. <laughs> well, I'm excited for college football. I can't wait. I won't be I working because I'll be on maternity leave, but I will be watching. That's awesome. That's, that's, I'm getting the the ultimate man cave set up. Can you no? You've got your brand new baby at home. The smoker's running all day. <laughs> no, no, no. I got oh. my brand new baby, and you're delivering. Uh, yeah, smoke. that's right. Yeah. My smoker's run. My smoker's running all day. <laughs> and of course, I'm excited. Uh, just right over there, so you can see the Ad- the the Adams Field. Uh, you're a Wayne State guy. Wayne State firing up. I mean, so many good programs in the area. Not to mention, I mean, we're what. Um, let me do the the quick math. What seventeen days away from the start of high school as well? That's exciting. I haven't away? heard that. I mean, I haven't really been paying attention. That's exciting. I, I Friday love, night light. Isn't it great, Jamie? I'm telling you, it it has only become a thing. No joke. In the past ten years, it was you know there were areas of it around here that were kind of Blake. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Michigan's really turned into a place that tends to love its Friday night lights. I think that's great. It's not Texas yet. No, We're not at that level. Or Pittsburgh, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh. But you Southeast guys love Pennsylvania. You guys love your high school football. Yeah, 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 no doubt about it. 
All right, Jamie, it was a pleasure doing this with you. This was fun. It really was, and, and it flew by, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, Steve Courtney will be back next week. Blake, thank you for all that you do. Is that 100% confirmed Steve's coming back? I know it with Steve. You're never, <laughs> yeah. ever confirmed. Uh, best of luck to you as well if I don't see you. Thank uh, you. Congratulations to you and your husband. And seriously, if you need some smoked meat, give me a holler. You got my number. <laughs> I got your number. I, I'd love to deliver some man, and uh, say hi to your baby as well. We got to get out of here. For Blake and Jamie, I'm Sean saying see you from the sportsbook.